If you're over 40 and want to be the best version of yourself, Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence is here to help. Clarence Ferguson is a seasoned loan officer, fitness expert, personal chef, and entrepreneur who leads a revolution of men and women who want to live their best life going into middle age. Inspiring dialogue, challenging topics, and industry leaders are here offering tips and how-tos to improve your life. Now, here's Coach Clarence. What's up, everybody? Fit Over 40, Coach Clarence. I'm in the house with my man, John Story. We're going to chop it up about family life, where business is going, this golf game, and just shit that you probably didn't know he was into or what he wants to talk about. He, This is not a professional interview. I just want him to be himself. He's one of my mentors. You guys know that, full disclosure. Um, I always love to have John in because John's going to be honest and keep it real. So, John, how you doing, bro? I'm good. I know I just saw you a couple hours ago because I'm in your coaching. Too. Right. That's right. I'm a true testament to what you do. Separation anxiety sat in. <laughs> I had to have him back like an hour or two later. Come back, bro. Come back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we see matching charm bracelets. <laughs> exactly. All right, man. So, no, let's talk family first, man. You've been through a lot. You've got a lot going on with kids going back. COVID just passed. Just talk that shit. Man, it's cool. I mean, uh, I got, you know, Macy's 12, Savannah's five, my son's three, Colby. Um, yeah, Macy, she's in competitive dance. Savannah started dance. She did soccer. A cool story about her doing soccer. It's funny. And then my son, you know, he's just kind of coming into space. I always tell him every day, I'm like, you've been a man's man, you know, and he just, <laughs> he looks there and he laughs at me, but he's a mama's boy. But yeah, I know the kids are good, man. They're, um, I don't know. I, I guess I had a different perspective on my kids. I just, I think so many parents during the COVID time, just when you listen to the news and it's like, reflect back on your life, man. We used to drink out of hoses and, and, you know, we'd send our kids to, to, to school sick all the time. Now everybody's so paranoid and we're paranoid because fear, right? Ego, just trying to figure out what the fuck's going on in life. And it's like, but that's a lot. I think a lot of people that are the scarcity of that, and it may not be for everybody, but I think that's why their life is the way it is. And that's why their kids, they're fucking weird, bro. I mean, kids are weird today. I mean, I look back when we were kids and we used to go out and have fun and do all the shit. And now you look at people in neighborhoods and all stuff and they're just like, you can't play with that person. You can't do this. And we used to just, everybody played together. Everybody played together. It didn't, yep. it, you know, it didn't matter. It, you know, like you know, we were saying, like anybody, it doesn't matter. You know, you white, black, you know, brown. Uh, it, it didn't matter. Boy, girl, how old you are. I mean, there were kids that were young and we just all had a good time together. I think over the years, just people just get divided. And it's it's just weird, man. It's just a weird life. And then that happened for a couple of years and divided people even more. And um, But I'm glad that a lot of people are coming around and realize that life is life and you can live it. And I think people need to be a better role model for their kids. I'm not perfect as a role model on a lot of things, but I'm perfect to be a good dad and teach my kids you, that you I can feel like you do are some good, good dad, shit. Man. Well, I watch you. Oh, man, I love my kids. Now, I don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but what oh, I no, see. Oh, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. Your kids love you. Your wife loves you. Um, she tolerates me. She told you that. That's what I, I think, I think if I anything that. in life, if, if you're like, oh, my wife loves me. No, fucker. She tolerates you. Let's just put that real. You are a man and you do stupid shit. So she tolerates. It's like, it's like, I feel like my wife has four kids other than the fourth child pays all the bills. Yeah. I you know, get I get it. I get it. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. 100%. So 
you you play a lot of golf. Yeah, you're you're you were in the top fifty real estate coaches. What's that feel like for all the shit you've been through to get to where you are? Man, it has to feel like at well, some point, even though you're pretty a. I don't know if I call you a humble guy, but you got to go at some point. You're in the shower. You go, I'm fucking in the top 50. Damn it. That means a lot. You have to admit that. I mean, it's cool. Um, it's just cool where I can, you know, I can tell people like, hey, you know, when they ask, like, what makes you different? Well, I mean, there's realtors that'd be like, oh, I'm top percent. Or just like the guy we had in class today was like, oh, I'm number one in the office. I'm like, yeah, but bro, like you compare your numbers to other offices, you might be 40, right? And that's just in one state. Or right. one office. I mean, I'm in the right. nation of, of top 50, which was cool. And honestly, this is how much I, I never, re- somebody had to tell me. I was in a speaking engagement in San Antonio and they had a full room and they were like, you guys are in a treat. You know, this guy's top 50 real estate coaches in the nation. And I pause. I'm like, how'd you know that? And they're like, well, dude, you got to Google yourself more. And, and you know, I, I make sure I've got the algorithms out for they can find Google, but I'm not trying to, to look at awards for myself because I'm dude, my clients are successful. I'm successful. And I think a lot of people lose that when they run a company or a business is that they just post their awards. Well, the reason you have that award is because of the people that helped you get there. And that's something that I wanted to learn and uh, really install into a lot of people's life is that I think, you know, if somebody's listening to this right now and you run a company and you guys get awards, you get things, you need to thank your clients more instead of, um, just out there making it all about you. Like you're some glorified person, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes I use it, a, you know, as an advantage in, in some situations, but I will say I am the actual only that came from a title rep industry right. to become a nationally ranked real estate coach where some people were, you know, they did real estate or whatever, but I am the only one in the history of real estate to do that. I understand, man. I love it. So I'm I've obviously, full disclosure, people, I have John on my show. I'm one of his clients. I don't consider myself a client. I consider myself a friend because I know I could pick up the phone and call John and he'll give it to me straight. And he gave it to me straight today about some stuff in class. And um, that's what I love about John. I don't want people to bullshit me. I think a lot of people get offended because they're used to going through their life, people telling them what they want to hear and you mm-hmm. give it to them raw. How has that been for you navigating that space of being like, I'm going to tell you the truth. You might not like it. People probably walking out. I'm sure you've had that. I don't, I, I haven't seen it recently, but I'm sure you have some people go, fuck this dude. He's calling me out. My numbers are great. I'm the best realtor and whatever. And how do you deal with that? Well, cause I was that person for 37 and a half years of my life. Mm-hmm. You know, your ego, which people say ego. And, uh, you know, you're like, well, you might be humble, but I'm confident, right? There's a difference between being confident, cocky and, and the ego, the ego is the fear of rejection, right? So for 37 and a half years, I think I'm living my best life, making good money. Realtors love me, you know, oh, I was number one in the company in sales, you know, that kind of bullshit. Right. And then in real reality, when you, when you really sit back in, and in 2020, where I, I always talk about this, when I wrote down, like, what, what do I do for myself? And it was just a blank sheet of white paper. I had a blank sheet of white paper in front of me that had nothing on it physically that I do something for myself consistently, which is most human beings, especially if you got a family, you got kids, single mom, single dad, whatever the hell it is. We let our past of bullshit dictate every opportunity we're going to have in the future because we're always bringing that with us. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm going to stop doing that. And I've got to really have that reality check with myself to figure out that, you know what, if I want to do more. I got to let this shit go, mm. you know, and, you know, I, I focus on with my daughter, you know, she's at 12, you know, going to that age and, you know, she's been through some shit compared to my other kids. Cause they're with, you know, 
Colby and Savannah are with, are with Colette, but like I always tell her every day, I said, who controls your day? She will literally tell you, I control my day. If you have a bad day, whose fault is it? She goes, dad, it's my fault. Right. I mean, you tell me how many 12-year-olds can say that. Right. You're absolutely right. And it's I just, I think what happens is we just, you know, we, like you said, I mean, how did I figure it out? Um, I just, I kept, I, I, I was sitting there one time and this, this is no bullshit how I figured it out is that I, I look back on like my dating, which I obviously not have a good track record on dating or married or any of <laughs> that bullshit. Right, right? And, and I own that, but a lot, <laughs> but dude, the thing of it, a lot of it is, is like you look at and, and no offense, but like a lot of fucking women think that they know everything they bring to the table. And, and, you know, I'm talking about that here in a sec, but I looked at it and I, and I look back at all the people I dated. And when you go on that first date, you talk about people you dated and you talk and you're like, Oh, what happened? And it immediately goes to the negative part of the relationship. You know, Oh, it didn't work. Cause this, well, I understand it didn't work, but what was great about it? See, we're so fixated as a society on the negative shit that happened to us versus going, what did I learn from this? How can I make this better? And how do I make it a positive experience going forward? Yes. And so that's just something that I live by that I do that. But, you know, I've got friends that are girls or, 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 or guys in general too. And, you know, they're posting, oh, I'm independent. I can pay my own shit. I don't need okay. you. And then they get in a relationship, guy or girl, and they're like, this person's not helping me. And, you know, I'm paying all this shit. Well, dude, did you not dude. see how you advertised prior? <laughs> right. Like your advertisement that you had out there was that you were very self-sufficient. So why are you complaining about this other person doing that? And then, so then they start having this disconnect. And the number one thing why people disconnect is, is starts with finances. Who's going to pay for what? Who's not right. going to pay for what? Right. And so... I don't know. I just had 37 and a half years of fucking chaos in my life. And I just thought, you know what? At some point, I got to figure this out. And, you know, I listened to the naysayers and, you know, people are always going to judge you. Dude, it don't, let me just tell you guys, it, it don't matter what you do, right, wrong, you will always find somebody that will judge you. And I will tell you 100%, the people that fucking judge you have, have more issues that they deflect of in their personality and daily routines that, like, if you ask me a question, I will fucking tell you the answer. Because everybody's got their interpretation of life, bro. Fuck that shit, dude. Live your life. Live it the best way you can and have some fun. Yeah. Okay. um, You get out of bed. You do the day of the day home shit. Make your bed. Pick that up. Pick up the poop from the dog. What is something that has happened from one of your kids that made you go out and you closed the big deal because you were riding high on something that one of your kids did? I know you post a lot about Macy and like, what's something like that just really hit you? You're like, fuck it, I'm out there. And you just went and closed the big deal. You know what helped me the most? And it it is Savannah. So, I mean, Macy's always been my moving force into my son as he's come up, you know, now that I've done more business. But dude, I could not close her to tell me that she was, I was her babe. And so, like, I, dude, fuck, dude, every morning I wake up, Santa, are you, is dad your babe? Nope. I love mom. And I'm like, oh, that's a little turd. <laughs> so I come home from a business trip, right? And, and I and I know I said this on, on your last podcast, but I come home, I got flowers, and she's sitting at the door, and she goes, daddy for me? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, am I your babe? She goes, yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah, they're for you. You are all set you want on the many flowers that you want. So I was sending her there, but I'm like, I think – People, you know, oh, I closed a big business deal or whatever. That was the biggest deal of my life to date. Awesome. Is getting my kid to be like, you're my babe. Yeah. Because I think we lose we lose the false sense of reality is that business is great. And I understand that it helps your family to be able to provide cars, houses, whatever. But, dude, if you get your kids to be on the same game plan as you, and now she's on the same game plan as me, they know when I travel, they know when I do stuff. 
They FaceTime me. They know what I'm calling. They'll run over. Uh, my son will kiss the phone when I'm FaceTime. My daughter will kiss the phone on FaceTime. And Macy's too old for that shit. No, but yeah. she's, you know, she tell me she loved me. But dude, those are the like, I mean, you want to talk about business though. That, that was that, it wasn't even business, but that was the biggest clothes I've ever had in my life. So let me tell you, I'll uh, share a personal story. And I know you can relate to it because you've been through some down and out like I have. My son, who's 31, I was down and I was chased behind this woman and she was no good for me. You know how did you fall yep. in love with that one chick who's doing you dirty? And my son said to me, I lost respect for you. Yeah. Because the way I was chasing after this girl. And I was like, fuck, that hits different than like you lost a deal, you lost, maybe you lost a big client you were trying to chase. When your son says, I lost respect for you. Have you ever had a moment like that where you had to go, fuck? This is coming from because kids don't bullshit. They don't know how to bullshit at, until they get older, obviously. But like, have you ever had a moment where one of your kids were like, "Dad, you fucked up." Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's there's been moments where we've all done stupid shit. I don't. I mean, my kids don't have that age to just come out and know how to say it. I think. Um, I think what I paid attention to is sometimes some of the the actions where I was doing or. You know, when we all go through that point where maybe I was drinking a little bit too much at the moment, um, you know, here we're thinking we're having a good time, but to our kids, we're, you know, and then they start acting out. And then, you know, but I always tell people, I'm like, dude, you get, sometimes you need to just pause your life. You need to slow down. You need to figure out, like, you know, why am my kid being an asshole? Why are they acting out? And a lot of it, man, is that we're just... We're in such a fast-paced, moving society where you wake up every day nine to five, get your money, and then you go party on the weekend, and you go back to doing it on mon- on Monday again. You know the work and the grind, but um, I don't live that life anymore. Um, I did that, and I and I felt like I think the where you say the slap in the face to where it was to me is like where I had Macy full custody, right, and and I had her for all these years prior to Colette. We never went on a vacation together. Mm. And so I remember when we went on our first vacation, I did a Disneyland trip. We did the princess stuff, Clet, you know, coordinated all that. But she was just like, so thankful, like, oh my gosh, like, oh my gosh, it was a great vacation. And I look back, I'm like, dude, here I am. I made good money. I did all this stuff, you know, and the biggest advocate of my life, I'm doing nothing for, I was too busy pleasing clients. Right. And I think in life is if anybody listens to this as a parent, man, just slow down a little bit more and do more with your kids and and hang out and, and travel more and, and experience life and use that nine to five or whatever the fuck you do to make money to go live a better life and show your kids that you can live a better opportunity. But I missed out like, you know, five good years of uh, us just doing shit together, you know, yeah. before her brother or sister came along. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it wasn't it was an unspoken thing is what sure. you'd say. But I think if I wasn't where I'm at today, I would have never recognized it because it, I didn't even recognize it then. Right. And even when she said that was great, but then we've gone on more vacations and then, you know, it said, then I look back, I'm like, holy crap. Like I didn't even pay attention to that. You know, we get so in the ground of, oh, look at all the money and the business transactions or how many deals I can close in a year. And, you know, my biggest thing with my clients is when they do a lot of volume, I'm always like, well, how many trips did you go on? What'd you do? How much time did you work? And were you present in your kid's life? That's used with your coaching with me is being present with my daughter, my friends, even with Laura, being present. I'm giving you a compliment. Thank you. Learn how to take a compliment. Because she'll be like, you're on your phone, you're doing this, and I need to be more present. Right. And and I learned that from you, right. straight up. Yeah. Like, being more present in your life. So, with everything that's going on, what, do you, what, what would you say to people listening right now? 
How can they be more present? Because there's fear, there's the economy, there's a president's falling asleep while he's talking. You know I don't give a fuck about Joe Biden, so I'm okay with your hat. And don't get it twisted, people. I do not, I'm not a Joe Biden fan. It has nothing to do with politics, just the guys, just whatever. Anyway, speak to that, bro. Oh, uh, man, it's, uh, I think you nailed it with the phone. Dude, yeah. I mean, being on your phone and I mean, people don't prioritize people's time. Like I'll sit with, you know, it's interesting. I'll sit with dudes that make a shit ton of money. And when you're talking to them, they're not on their phone. Right. And then you go with meet with people that think their fucking shit don't stink. And they're making 25, 30, 40, 50 bucks an hour. And they're on the phone the fucking time while you're trying to talk to them. And I'm like, then why, why are you here? Now, the other thing that I talk about being present Here's, here's one of the main reasons why I was never present in a life it is uh, for all those years is mindset, dude. I, I know people think it's crazy mindset. You know, I, I, I watch people that will, you know, Andy Priscilla podcast and, and Ed Millette and Bradley and, and, you know, Gary Vee, whatever. And they're like, yeah, man, 75 hard shit or whatever it is. <laughs> and then I see them being fucking dipshits on their stories, ponied up to the bar. So you're really contradicting in a hypocrite of your life by saying, oh, I'm going to do all this stuff. I'm going to change my life. Why don't you just say, dude, I'm going to learn to have balance in my life. Yes. You know, you don't have to be on 24-7. I get that. But I was not present a lot because the people that I was answering the phone to or a text message or whatever, their chaos made me have anxiety because of all their problems. And I had to think about my problems and I integrate with their problems. And then people are always like, Oh, I don't know if I can do this because of this problem, because of this, what this person said. And you know, this person failed at this. So how do am I supposed to know that I'm going to make it here? So I think, I think the world works so much in anxiety, right? Because you know, if, if they're late for the third time, they might get fired by their employer. Mm-hmm. You know, or you, you know, you come home at three o'clock in the morning one too many times. You might get fired by your wife. Yeah. Or your, or your husband or whatever. But (laughs) dude, I, I just think people work in anxiety. And that's why one of the reasons why, dude, uh, simple thing that helped me with anxiety is obviously I was a rep and I would go from office to office. I literally Google or do a map drive wherever I'm going every single time, no matter if I know the destination, because I can tell you a couple times where I didn't. And, you know, that's the cockiness, right? Oh, I know how to get there. I've done it before. And now I'm stuck in traffic, traffic. of an accident that's happened to me. for an Full hour disclosure. because I didn't want to take and slow down and take two seconds to put in that thing. And I could have gotten off the freeway two exits prior and been fine. But we just, we think we've got it all figured out. And I, I don't think that we do. I learn more from my kids now because I, I'm more present than anything else. Like, you know, yesterday I was playing cards with my son, right? He's got these dinosaur cards and and we did the matching game and he created his own game. So we, he flips one and then all of us have got to try to find the one. And then I, then you go, you know, it's pretty fun. And, and, uh, and then he's bringing his cards and he's like, mom, mom, he's like, dad, he's like, you know, like dad, and I played cards earlier, you know? And then I got home last night and we're sitting there and I'm like, bro, you want to play another game? He's like, yeah. And he sets them all up. Now he's learned this from me because when the dinosaur cards, he has them flipped around to where they're all perfect and lined up. I'm kind of an OCD dude like that in a sense, but he knows that because my shoes are all lined up that way. My hats are all lined up that way. You know, my, my clothes are all color coded. So, um, so that's a lead by example moment. Yeah. I love it. Like that's like, if you want your kids to put their clothes where you're right, do stuff, dress a certain way, then you show them that. 
Because they're watching you. Like a lot of times what people like parents are like, oh, my kid can't clean up their room. Well, do you know how many girls I see posting fucking selfies online? And I'm just like, all I can think of is clean your fucking room. Right. They actually post pictures of rooms that look like hell. Or or I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm thinking like if their room's that dirty, I wonder if they've scrubbed their ass recently too. (laughs) Like that thing's got to smell like rancid shit because their room looks like a fucking disaster just went off in it. That is so true. You know what I'm and saying? And then they post, sorry about the dirty room. Like, you're going to ignore the oh, man, I'm more worried about, room. sorry about your dirty butthole that you got going on there that you ain't cleaned in the last week. Because you're like, oh, my bad. You know, I got a second organized. And I'm like, girl, like, and then you, you when you meet her and you go on a date, you know, you're going to research and be like, you're gonna sniff her like you're gonna sniff her like a Joe Bright like a Joe Biden like a fucking kid. And you're like, well, okay, you did shower. Okay, congratulations, you showered. Oh, I love it. That's so true. I look at these chicks and their stories, and they always say, "Well, ignore the dirty room." Like, right. no, that's what I'm focused on. Not you and your little thong, and you're spinning around in 3D. Like, I didn't oh, know God. your room was clean. Life, <laughs> life is so interesting, man. I All tell right. You. So, with that said, y'all, where are you going with your coaching? Who's the ideal client for you right now? Everybody is. Everybody wants to win. I think most people don't want to win. Everybody doesn't want to win. You know. That's why I said you get the people that want to win. Um, there's, do you, I don't think how there's. How do you a, determine who doesn't want to win? Because you know everybody doesn't want to win. That's like that's like saying everybody doesn't want minimum wage. Everybody doesn't want to do shit we do. We to make more money to do it. Yeah, correct. We take the risk, and all our family members, our friends, go. Are you crazy? Go get a secure job and work for yourself, and get a what they call a secure paycheck or a guaranteed check. And we know that's all bullshit. Uh, classic example today in class when I when I was when I was talking to somebody and uh, and and and, and, imme- and immediately immediately when I ask him something here comes a laundry list of excuses that's someone that doesn't want to win but when you tell them that and they explain it to them and then they can take it as that and turn it in to be like you know what I need to address that like you know every time I said something you know they giggled right and I, I finally looked at her and I said dude I, I what's so funny you didn't make a hundred k. You're, 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 you're loud in here and you're loud because you're deflecting of your insecurities, which I was the same, dude, I was the same person, same Same person. person. That's how I could relate to her. And I said, look, I know what you're doing. I know why you're laughing, but I had somebody at some point in my life be like, what's so fucking funny? Yeah. Like your bank accounts broke. You're not happy. You're not happy with your relationship with yourself. You, you know, you want to do more, but yet you have all these excuses of why you can't Dude, the number one reason why people won't do more. It automatically comes back to finances. And, you know, I talk about my story, dude, I had 14 grand to pay my bills and I lost that shit in a week (laughs) in my first week in my company. And, you know, I had people now coming in and had, you know, decisions that I've made. But, you know, I think when people run a company, I would say I'm very, very, very fortunate that uh, John Gafford came into my life right away when I opened up my company Mm -hmm. because he gave me some really good advice. And he's always given me good advice and always really helped me along the way. Same with, you know, Brad has too. Brad's given me some good advice, Bradley and and, you know, and I'm thankful for those guys, but I think a lot of people that run businesses or anything, you know, they don't, they don't spend the money to seek the advice. You know, they're, oh, I got it figured out. I got to figure out, well, dude, what if somebody could help you tweak something that could make you an extra, like John did, he made me an extra $300,000 a year by one phone call, by just asking me about how I ran my company, told me that's not how I run my company, fix the shit and open this up. And that's all I did. <clears throat> and it was a three hundred thousand dollar error that I could have kept living with for the last three years. I would have lost a million dollars. 
And that's what these people don't understand is like, I'll go to realtors and I'll say, look, I've got people that easily are going to do a million dollars this year. Right. And then some of these people are bragging about that. They're like top whatever percent. You're barely going to make 200. So you're telling me that your ego is going to stop you, your work ethic, your chaos and everything from making an additional, let's say 300,000. Well, see, they only think in the fixation of that year, but let's say if I compound that over 10 years, that's 3 million. What could you do with 3 million today? It's no different than somebody, like I've said a million times on whatever it is, you get paid 20 bucks, you can make 60 because they're not, you know, a company's not going to pay you 20 to take a loss. So at some point they're making the money right now, me running a business, I see that, but I am very, very fortunate with the people that have come into my life that have helped me to do stuff. And, uh, and it was true. Like you look out their life and you know, I look at it and a lot of people, all they do is work, man. So what do you say to people who say you're too abrasive, you're too to the point? I mean, I've been in some of your classes. I've seen people walk out in tears. I've seen people put their heads in their pillows. And I call them pillows, but there's their laptops where they're taking right. their time. What do you say to those people? Do you feel like... What are you America? scared of? No, what are you scared of? Yeah. What are you scared of? You're scared that somebody in this room, and I would so. Like I said, you I, talk to me today. I fully, I, I fully, I fully bullshit. agree with how they feel because I've been there, right? That's why my deliveries never change. I'm consistent in everything. I just true, don't. True that. But the value that they don't see in that is they don't value themselves and they don't value time. So I'm not going to sugarcoat shit because that takes more time. And there's people in the room that want to win, and a lot of people run their business off the five complaints. Versus the 95 people that love them or 80 people that love them and 20 people that don't. I ran my business like that for a while. And that's why my business was stagnant on growth for six months, Mm -hmm. trying to cater to people that were complaining to make them win or whatever. And then I just realized, dude, they always have been complaining. They're always complaining about something to deflect from the shit that they need to address today and fix it. And if you learn to do that, so you guys that think about this, think about how many times you go hang out with your people and you'll complain about somebody or be like, oh, well, that person, you start bringing somebody else. Why the fuck are you talking about somebody else? Like what, what, like you're literally going to go down, take time to drive somewhere, go maybe have a drinks or have some dinner. And you're going to sit there and complain about somebody else that has never benefited you, never profited your business. Why? That just means that person's living rent-free in your head. I, Dude, I can't think about how many motherfuckers around here I live rent-free in my head. You know what? I don't care. That's their own personal problem. Dude, you don't like the shit I say? Why don't you fucking text me? My phone number's everywhere. We can get on fucking stage, and when you think you're better than I am, and I fucking guarantee you walk off like a fucking little stray dog trying to figure out your way. Because you know what? I am that good. You know why I'm that good? Because my clients are that good. That's good. With that note, we're going to take a break. All right, we're right back, and um, I'm with John Story, um, and we are on to something. I want to ask him a question because this is a topic. People think you post pictures of your Lamborghini, which I would say 90% of the world will never drive. I mean, and that's probably a conservative number. It may be even less than that. Why is that important? I mean, I don't really think it's important. Uh, maybe I'm saying the wrong word. Why do you promote that? It's not that I, it's not that I promote it. I would just say that it's to say, look at my life. Look what I, you know, we all start from somewhere and there's a progression. I got a Corvette, then I got an NSX and I got a Lamborghini. 
The number one reason I do that is uh, two reasons, actually. Number one, that's been my on my vision board since I was like eight years old. Okay. I wanted a Lamborghini Diablo SVT, right? Right. So I got, they obviously those are older now, but I got a Lamborghini. Um, I think as we get into adulthood and life happens and kids happen and marriage happens or whatever happens and work happens or whatever, we forget about the dreams that we had when we were a kid. Yeah. Oh, great. And uh, so that's number one is to remind me that, dude, you, you fucking did it, bro. Like you get in that thing. It feels good. Uh, second reason, I'm a father and my kids are going to have the same dreams. And so my whole goal is that if I can do it, you can do it. And if you can't do it, I'm going to show you and I'm going to help you get there to do it. And that's why I went into coaching. I can show people like, look, man, everything I tell you to do, I built in my whole life. Um, do I need a Lamborghini? No. But do people need to go have more than five beers or four beers or three beers? Do people need to keep having failed relationships? Do people need to, uh, do people need to lose their job today and then go sit in a tattoo parlor? I had a friend that just literally, Hey, I got, I lost my job. And I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going to go get a tattoo. Well, dude, you just lost your job. Do you think you might want to save a little bit of money and cancel it? Well, it's hard to get in with them. Right? <laughs> people don't prioritize life, man. But it wasn't just like, I, I just said one day I'm going to, I'm going to go buy a Lamborghini. I literally was like, I, I owe this to myself to remember that when I was a kid, that was the car that I wanted. I wasn't ever fixated on like a house or a boat. You know, you always have that cool shit that you want. But I was just always like, dude, I want a Lamborghini at some point in my life. You know, and it's really cool because I'll go around town and, and kids will see it. And I'm like, bro, you want to sit in it? Mm-hmm. And they're like shocked because I'm like, yeah, I mean, you're sitting in it. Like you're started up. Rather shit. I don't give a care. You know, I took one kid, that was his dream car, and uh, a friend of mine, she's like, hey, can you take my son to school on his birthday? And I'm like, absolutely, I can. That's probably the best birthday of his life. He'll, but but the he'll freedom. Never forget that. But the freedom is that I didn't have a nine-to-five. I didn't have to report to my boss. I told her when I was available, and I was able to do that, right? And, <clears throat> you know, it's just, I don't know, man, it's just, it's a car to me. Um, I mean, I have a lot of cars, but it's it's just that was my dream, and I always want to tell my kids like if you have a dream, you have a vision board, you have shit that you want. So this is to do it. All right. So my show, I always keep it real, uh, even if I'm being the vulnerable one. I made an excuse in class today. Right. I blamed rates, the right. economy. Right. What do you say to people who do that? And I'm, I'm I'm putting myself out in class. I met John asked me what was your goal, where are you at, and I said it's because this. And there's some truth to that, but. Speak on There's that. absolutely no truth to that. There you go. There's no truth because when I did my coaching and I, I, I lost, you know, those 80 clients right away in a month once COVID hit. And I'm like, fuck, dude, I am like I, I and then I'm opening up a new training platform that's going to cost me 10, 15, 20 grand. And so at that point, that's $30,000 within 30 days of yeah. like or net Trust. negative in the thing. Right. <laughs> and most people were like, they wouldn't even invest that into themselves, period. And I just said, you know what? If I'm consistent. I bring good content and I bring value. I'll always make it. And what I do is that if I face a problem, see, I, I, there's people, you know, I coach loan officers, I coach realtors, and they'll have a thing and they'll come and they'll come. It's a complaint really is what it is, right? You, but the problem is you'll be around people and they're like, oh yeah, it's killing my business and the rates and blah, 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 and whatever. I'm like, well, dude, then that just means you don't have the value because the rate shouldn't be the reason why they use you. You know, sure. my price isn't why they use me. The, my my price isn't why they wouldn't use me. Right. And and, and it's just a, it's a broke mental block that you have with yourself. And that tells me 100% of whom you've been around 
the last 60 to 90 days in your brokerage. People complain yeah, about where numbers go down. Balling out of control. <laughs> well, I don't know if they're balling out of control, but they just they they have losses. We were here with Mike last week. He said the same thing. He lost he lost money. They don't say they're like losing. They they've lost some business because of everything. Well, I mean, you're always going to lose. You're always going to lose. But what you do is you you take from that opportunity and be like, what did I learn from this? How can I make it better? And how do I make it more of a better experience for whom I'm trying to present this? solution to, right? Because you're you're the solution to the problem on that somebody needs to buy a home. You're the one that's going to get the mortgage, right? A realtor is the solution to the problem that they're going to help them either sell their house or buy their house. A title company is the solution to the problem that they're going to, you know, facilitate the closing, right? And I don't think a lot of people look at that as then when they face a challenge, I would say back in the day, I would sit there and I'd be like, ah, oh, and they text me like, oh, bro, I need, I need a drink. Let's go to the bar. Had a rough day, right? But guess what? That problem that you complain about today is still here fucking today because you ain't fixed it yet. Right. And what happens is you go into the next day and you're like, oh, when rates come around, I got these 10 people that are waiting on the rate. Well, that's not necessarily true because you didn't ask them qualified questions on like how important sure. was it to buy right now? Why are they wanting to buy? You know, what's stopping them? You know, is it down payment or whatever? And it could be like, well, dude, nine months ago, that 450 house, you had to pay 480 and come in with 30 grand. Well, why don't we take that 30 grand, buy down the rate. Now you're exactly where you want the same situation. But see, nobody explains it that way because we're such in a panic drill trying to, I always say, kissing people's motherfucking asses, which you need to stop doing. But like, just slow down, slow down, gather more data, gather more things like the website just built out, avoided an entire me by having to hire an assistant. Like if I was to hire somebody and somebody wanted to work for me, so all you guys that asked Oh, are you hiring? No, I'm not hiring. The only person I'd hire for is a media person to follow me around, chop up my shit, and put it out there on content. And I'd pay you for that. But, you know, I've tried that before. And then here comes a laundry list of motherfucking excuses of, oh, I got this, or, oh, I got a hangnail, or, oh, I didn't, I didn't fucking, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I was trying to take a photo of my clean room and realize I, I listened to your podcast and had to scrub my ass, so I'd have to be there now. I don't know. But, dude, I have more excuses. My, you know... I don't know, man. It's just, dude, this is fucking life so that I see of people's bullshit. This is John's on my show, and I just expose myself. I am full disclosure, people. Well, I've been there. Dude, I, that's why I, I put this out. The whole world's going to listen to me say, I gave you an excuse today, and you jumped my ass. And I'm good with that. I don't care who doesn't like what he has to say or what I said. I put it on my own show. I'm exposing myself. You said something today that was super powerful, and I've been trying to tell this crazy-ass white, old-ass white woman that sits across from me, blonde hair. She was born when JFK was probably president or whatever. I don't know. She's so damn old. But I love her. She's my producer. (laughs) (laughs) But you said something about cutting people off. Yeah. Value your time. Yeah. If they don't want to pay you for your time— Here's where me and we are with this show. You started on our show years ago. And I said this on my podcast where the guy, Dave Moran, interviewed me on Just Say Five for my hip-hop shit. And back in the days, it doesn't matter anymore. But he he did interview me. And I had these business people come. I want to come on your show and promote my show. Okay, well, this is what it costs you. Oh, well, I need to see your numbers. What do you mean, motherfucker? You want to come on my show? You obviously found my show for a reason. But you want to come on my show and exploit your business for free. Right. You got to pay me. And... I've been trying to tell her, you guys sometimes say, no, your time is not worth it. I'm not going to spend an hour. I do it with you because you make me money. 
just full disclosure, you've made me a lot of money in two years. That I know. I probably am not your perfect client because I don't do everything you want. Nobody ever said that. No, <laughs> nobody is. Dude. Nobody's. Nobody. There's nobody better than anybody else. I mean, you know, they'll say numbers or they're doing stuff, but that's not true, man. Because if you're happy and you're living your best life and you found the life that you want, then dude, that's the win. Yeah, I put it out there that people can do more if you want to do more. I'm just saying, hey, you are capable of doing seven figures a year. But maybe you're just like, dude, in my life right now, this moment, the perfect thing for me is to make four or 500,000. Okay, great. Well, now you're proving that. But how long are you willing to commit to that bullshit, so, right? So speak to sometimes saying no. The power of no. Bro, do you know what will make to people pay rich? My time. Fuck you. Do you know what make people rich? And I'm not talking just rich in finances, but rich in freedom and time? Telling people no. Yeah. Because um, think about how many things you can, like, if anybody's listening to this and you want to change your life, think about how much stuff you've committed to in the last six months. Let's just say six months that you said yes to. You showed up. You made an appearance. Track how long you were there. Yep. Money, finances, drive time, and all this stuff. And then go back the last six months and find out how much time you committed to yourself personally compared to the other things you compare to. And what you're going to find back is like, you're missing out on your life right. and you're deflecting it by being around everybody in their life. Right. And that's, that'll change everything. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't go to, I don't go to kids birthday parties anymore. They're close friends of ours or whatever. Uh, it's not that, you know, I don't like the people, bro. I, I don't need to be at a house where there's a bunch of little fucking kids running around. I <laughs> like my wife will go and she'll do stuff. And then they're like, Oh, where's John? Um, he's like, well, he's golfing or doing. And then, you know, sometimes the dude will text me and, you know, we may, we could be buddies or whatever, but I'm like, bro, like, um, no disrespect, man. My wife's there, but that's just not something I want to do in my life anymore. Like, like I'm going to give you three, four hours of my time, which is great for your birthday. And, and if that makes it to where you don't come to my birth, kid's birthday party, fine, dude, we don't, we only invite like a select handful of people, my grandparents and maybe a couple of people that come to my kid's birthday parties. Cause we usually take that opportunity and go on a trip. Yeah. Like, why am I going to spend all this money with all these kids that probably aren't going to be friends with my kids years down the road when we can still blow out fucking candles in the Bahamas? <laughs> you know, what am I going to remember? Oh, dad, on my seventh birthday party, Sally and Tommy and all oh, those were there. And said my wife, my daughter's going, dad, my seventh birthday party, we were in the Bahamas. Bahamas right. I was a Bahama mama, you know, <laughs> sitting on that white beach in the, in the sand. And you know what I'm saying? And then now... Then when they when they when the kids talk about experiences, they can be like, "Yeah, I've been there. I've been there." When did you go there? On my birthday. Yeah. When did you go on my birthday? But I mean, if you want to get with your friends, I don't give a shit. Like, you know, my daughter this this last birthday, uh, she had it was important to her. You know, she's going to turn twelve last year before she becomes a teenager. You know, yeah, right? And uh, but you know, she was cool about it. Um, you know, I got another company that I started with with like a little transportation with uh, a really good dude, high limit transportation, and mm -hmm. here in Phoenix. But you know. She was kind of being a little entitled shit. And that's my fault in a sense, because I do make sure that she's well taken care of. But she, you know, she asked me, she's like, Dad, when's the bus going to be here? I'm like, what do you mean the bus going to be here? She's like, well, we own, a, we own a party bus. I'm like, no, we don't own a party bus. I, I own, own the party bus. bus. Okay. <laughs> Huge difference. And I said, no, we're just going to take a couple different cars. And, and we were going to go somewhere. And then, um, you know, she's like, but Dad, I told all my friends, no. You told your friends prior to asking me and creating a plan of why I needed to play this and pay for this for you. And that's not how we roll, Macy. I said, so you figure this out and you let me know how this works. So she came back with a plan on yeah, why I need to have the bus. Now, the bus was coming regardless. Yeah. But most kids would have thrown a fit. Oh, my God, I'm like stupid to my friend. She stopped, paused, and said, 
you're right. I'm, I'm not right. Life is determined. That's what's right. So she came back with a plan. And then 30 minutes prior, I said, oh, don't worry. The bus is on its way. And that was it, man. My kid's a rock star. I love it. I love it. Um, I'm going to ask you what I've been asking people. Um, it's the forward concept. You may have heard it, may have not. You probably in some circles I'm in. Forward stands for family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. We obviously know about your family, so I'm not going to do it. Oh, when I say occupation, what are the pros and cons of what you do? Uh, I mean, I love what I do, man. I mean, that's why I'm in the business where I am. Um, I mean, that's it. The only con that I have is that sometimes I'm a one-man band and I do it all alone. Sometimes I feel like I'm on my own little island. And then, and then, you know, I run a big company by myself. But then, you know, it's it's helped me. But that also turned into a pro because it's also taught my clients that, hey, you can run a successful business by yourself, too, with systems and uh, procedures and content, whatever. But, uh, you know, having to travel, being away from my family sometimes. Um, I took off the last few months just because I always want to be home with my kids. It's before my all my kids started school. So yeah. all my kids are now in school. Yeah, And that awesome. was a priority yeah. to me. So those are the wins. That's a pro, definitely, because... Not very many people can do that. And I still made money. I just did Zoom webinars. I set up a lot of business opportunities during that time, but I just didn't have to travel. Yeah. You know, I took quick little trips, but um, I don't know, just, and, and, and another pro and like what I do is that showing my kids sacrifice creates rewards and rewards. Wow. Sure. It's finances, but we're able to do like fun stuff. I mean, it's, uh, it, it's just, I don't know, just teaching them, you know, teaching any kid or any, any parent. Like I, I had, I had an adult today reach out to me. He's like, oh, I just want my husband to do more and get him motivated. I'm like, I get that you as your wife want to get your husband to do more and be motivated. But like, that's up to him. Like he's a grown ass man. Right. Like, and if you're messaging me and like how to like get on a phone call and get your husband motivated, like you might want to reevaluate. Like if you want to, <laughs> if you want to still be fucking married to the guy, like, I mean, I'm not trying to be a dick, but like. Like, you know, you yeah. say he's got all this skill set or whatever. Well, I mean, <laughs> obviously he's keeping that skill set from 8.57 to 9 o'clock in the bedroom. But other than that, I mean, fuck, what else did he do in the other, the other 23 hours and 57 minutes of the day besides that skill set? Because now you tell me he's lazy. Right. But he was moving it those three minutes. <laughs> he was doing the Humpty Dance, you know? Oh, man. All right, so the R in Ford is, you, got, you drive a Ford, recreation. Pros and cons of what you do for recreation. I know you like to golf, which is great. It's a great way to network. What are the pros and cons of golf? Pros and cons of golf? Or whatever you do for recreation. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, I don't think, you know, dude, if you're living and doing the stuff that you like to do, there's no cons to it. Because you you made a conscious decision that that's something that you want to be committed to. And if you complain about it or, oh, it costs a lot of money to do this or costs a lot of money, well, then don't do it. Like if you find the negative in the things that are supposed to bring you joy, you are doing the wrong thing. Is there a cause where sometimes I don't play good golf round? Yeah, but I'm also playing golf where there's some people that can, you know, that are struggling right now in life to even just buy a bottle of water. That's 100%. And, and, you know, if I'm going to complain about the environment that I'm in and I'm not having a good day, then this is something that maybe it's not for me. If, if, if here's some things I tell you guys in recreation, it's like, you know, oh, it costs a lot of money. Well, then don't do it. Um, you know, I, I've been a, a pretty firm believer that in everything I do, that if it creates a negative mindset, there's no reason to do it. 
Um, one of the recreation things I used to do bodybuilding, right? And then it just created kind of a negative mindset where it was just always controlling my day and I wanted to control a little bit better, but it did teach me some pros of that. If I can dedicate myself, I can build out a better business. Yeah. But I just think, dude, there's so many people on the life that feel that like the gym is their release. And I completely agree with that. Your body's got to do it. But at some point it's got to teach you something about being better in life Mm -hmm. because most people that I see that go to the gym all the time, they're deflecting, right? They put their at, you know, um, you know, guys or whatever, they got abs and, or, oh my God, he's so hot because he's got this right. But what else is besides that? You know, you know, it's like, <laughs> I was, I was sitting there the other day and, and, uh, and my buddy's like, God, that chick's got a nice ass. And I said, God, she also poops out of it. <laughs> and he just looks at me and I said, you're admiring something, which we all do, right? Got a nice ass, got the nice titties, whatever it is. Right. But shit comes out of that. You literally are going like, like you literally, this girl walks by and you're like, damn girl, you got a nice ass. And I'm like, damn boy, she shits out of that. Like, so you're fixated to going, Ooh, can't wait to wipe that. I'm going to wipe that with some Charmin at the house. Like, God, dude, come on. I know you want to smack it and you want to whatever you want to do. But dude, like I think of that. And I told my buddy that one time and he was just like, true story, true, 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 different perspective. And he kind of calmed down. And it's funny, dude. (laughs) It's so funny because because the chick heard it and she turned around. She was fucking dying, bro. She was dying. She's like like, the stuff we and I said, well, dude, who comes out? You you look at all these girls every 30 days. Like, right. What the hell? We've. Well, us men, we, we, we make them be that way. Like all these chicks that are like trying to get a big old fat ass. I'm like, shit, girl, when you older, when you older, but why? Because somebody likes, well, then dude, you can grow one. You can go buy one. Ask the Kardashians. You just get those implants up in that shit and call it a day. But dude, there are so many girls that like, they get up, they get up and, 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 you know, uh, dude, it's so funny. Can you imagine, you you imagine how many girls, right? So they get up around, they sit in there and they're going like this and they're, they're in the mirror and they're going like this and they all do that like little thing where they do this thing like this in the mirror, right? They're doing this little thing in the mirror and they're like, yeah, I poop out of that. Right there. You like it? You like it or not? Booty gains. And I'm like, what in the fuck? They don't like, say that that's so. the highlight of your day? I know, That is the right? highlight of your day is that you got some booty gains. <laughs> Like, like, you know, I, I'll get a big old chest, but guess what? You can't milk them. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's true. The only thing you can right. do is lay on it like a pillow. Yeah, lay on it like a yeah. pillow. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. All right, so the D in Ford is dreams. What <clears throat> scares you about your dreams and what motivates you by dreams? Because as you know, living in this world, dreams can be fearful. Like some people say, I pray that this happens in the world. But there's the side effect of what happens if that happens. So what are your positives and negatives about your dreams? Oh, man. You so got to be afraid of the fucking country's changing. country's changing a little bit. But, I mean, you, you can't live in the fear of scarcity of that. But dreams was interesting because it was I was in San Diego. I flew out, you know, for that, for that day. That. That awesome. And I was sitting there and... Uh, sitting across from Colette and also I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I gotta, I gotta write this down. And she's like, what are you writing down? Cause I always just get like ideas and I put them down. I think that's something that people need to implement more in their life is like, you got take a phone, put some notes. notes and send your own self, your ah, own text yeah, message, shit like notes. that. Cause we Hello. forget, man. So I, I look at social media, right? So let's go back to the Lamborghini. Right. And I say, well, that was a dream car that I had. Okay. But, 
And I look at people and look, hey, congratulations that you got your dream car. Congratulations, you got your dream truck, your dream job, your dream house, right? But people forget this one factor. You are the dream. And you will spend more money investing it into vanity, a pair of shoes, a car, a house. You won't take that same amount of income and reinvest it into you to have a better future. Now, I'm not talking educational-wise. I'm talking mindset-wise, clarity-wise, happiness-wise. And that was the biggest thing is where people say, like, well, you know, what do you do? I do. I reinvest all my stuff back into myself. So... You know, I had a, I had somebody to ask me the other day. They're like, "Hey, man, what what would you recommend?" I said, "Dude, if you can't invest ten grand a month back into yourself for your pure happiness, you are not living life." And they're like, "Well, dude, ten grand's a lot of money." Well, to some, but that's because you've never achieved it. Now, I would say back in the day, I remember when I was younger, I was like, "If I make ten grand a month, I'm living my best life." But now, I mean, do I kill it? I, no, I don't. I do well enough to live my life that I chose to live, which some people will agree, will not agree. I don't know, but. I think there's so many people that are so fixated on a, on a in. So people say, Oh, I'm on a fixed income. Well, you're also on a fixed mindset. You're on a fixed of what you can do for your dreams. You're on a fixed of you're spending more money because, Oh, I've got to live though, John. Well, you're not living. Number one, you're just going through repetitions of your days and you're miserable as fuck every day. But dude, that's that's the dream. Like I would say, like everything that I've been through and all the shit that I've gone through, it's taught me an experience. I didn't think the negative of it. Um, you know, when uh when uh Colette's uh you know stepped into my life for for Macy, especially, especially, you know, her biological mother uh passed away a two year anniversary here in October, right? Yeah, man. I mean there's there's a lot of people We've known each other for two years, that's awesome. Yeah, longer than that. Yeah, but a little bit longer, yeah, but about two years, yeah. But I think a lot of people Stop focusing on the narratives that you can control that are bringing chaos in your life because there's people that are losing loved ones today that had no choice, right? Right. You have a choice. You had a choice. You know, I I, I told somebody the other day and and, kind of got on them and I was like, you know, you got to do this. Well, you know what their response was immediately? I'm only 25. I said, dude, I wish I had somebody telling me the shit that I know now at 25 because I'd be retired as fuck right now. Right. Because I just started doing it a couple of years ago and look at my life, right? Right. Can you imagine you gave me 17 years ago or whatever, you know, it is of more of what I have and I'm only a couple of years in, bro. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't even be working. I'd be done. Yeah. But But the problem is, is people, guys. Pay attention to the people that are around you. Yes, and when you when you ask them or you present something or you try to call them out of your shit and they immediately go to excuses, those are the people you cut out of your life. Because that is 100% why you are where you are today. Oh, well, I can't afford it. Oh, I've got kids. Or, oh, my husband and this. Or, oh, you know, uh, I, you know I'm, I'm only at a young age. I'm trying to live and, and live my life. Hey, I didn't say that you couldn't do any of that stuff. You told me you couldn't do any of this stuff. I'm just saying, hey, you're complaining about my life or what I'm doing or whatever it is. Don't fucking worry about what I'm doing. You asked me a question. I gave you a response, but you immediately come back with that. Like, um, you know, one of my buddies said it best the other day when, you know, people people will say, hey, money's not everything. Money is not everything, John. Bullshit. It is freedom, financial freedom, life freedom. But if money isn't everything, then why do you wake up to go to a job? Well, I got bills I got to pay. So money is everything. Yes. Money is the everything money is to money. anything. You want a fancy dinner, you want cars, you want all stuff. So money is everything. But learn to have money create freedom. That's all. Better life. 100%. But yeah, I mean, that's. I just think people lose that lose that concept of everything. True that. 
All right, where can people find you on social media? Obviously, bro, I make it easy, and then like some other people, it's super easy. John Story, J O N S T O R E Y. You Google me, you find me anywhere. <laughs> I just make uh, it easy, man. I mean, a lot of people rename, name all that all stuff, right, so all this crap, and I it doesn't need to be that way. Probably gonna hurt her feelings, but football starting tonight. I can't wait. <laughs> Rams and the Bills. I think it is. Yep. Who are you going for this? I know you're. You're a Cardinals fan. You, you support him. Yeah. I don't know if you support him, but you got tickets because you, you paid for that lifestyle. Yeah. Who are you going for this year? Who do you want to see show up and show out? Uh, I mean, I like the Bills, man. So you're hoping the Bills beat the Rams tonight. Yeah. I like I like their QB. He's he's a good dude. Why well, I like the Bills. Are you from that area? No. I'm from uh, my mom's vagina. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I was born in North Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> Vagina, where is that? I had to take a second and it clicked for me. I'm like, vagina, where is that? Well, dude, I was born in North Dakota, uh, so I'm kind of a Raiders fan with my dad because he always has done that. And then obviously Arizona now, but I I was a Cardinals fan just because, you know, just go there. But, you know, yeah. But yeah, man, it's just. uh, She probably loves that because she gets beat up every week because everybody comes in there from somewhere else and they just beat the Cardinals up. They're the biggest bandwagon town ever. Besides my House of Dragons, I can enjoy some TV again. Yeah. I don't watch TV. TV is a big distraction. It'll piss you off. It'll make you sad. It'll just. Not, not, no, I would say it's not. If you look at your life and you got a good life, you just, I look at it and be like, fuck. Come on, John. You, you're a political guy at some point in your life. You I don't pay attention news. to that shit, no. You don't get, you don't, that shit doesn't bother you. With no, man, I, I just, I, uh, bro, I mean, there's so many conspiracy shit or anything that goes on in our life, whatever. At the same time, it does not matter who the president is in the United States. You have I, that's to still I go to work. It doesn't matter who the president is. You know, you whether you like him or not. be successful. But it's no different. People like me or they don't, man. It's no different than if you like but no one the comes governor or whatever. But no one comes to support somebody. They come to you right. they want to know what your information is. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. I just think we live in a country really divided right now. And we all should we all should look at each other and be like, you know what? Um, I, I always tell people, dude, if you really want to change your mindset and change your change your day, take this and do this for the, for the next 90 days. For, you know, two, three, four, five people a day. Just walk up and give them a compliment. Did I not say that to you? It'll change. You just compliments will say you look nice. You will how feel you better. Doing? You will actually, true story, John, say, I don't even know how we connected on that, but I swear to God, I said that on a podcast. If you just say hi to people, if you just open a door, make a difference that you can control, you change the world. Because well, that person might have a gun in their pocket. I'm going to fuck everybody up today. And then he goes, wow, that guy was nice to me. Maybe I'll do this another day or maybe i won't we live in a society where everybody's just you know me mugging or a badass like uh it's funny man i went i go back home and uh to utah where i grew up most of my life and i go to the bar brewskis and this bartender Corey's known me for forever dude all the stupid shit i've done in my life whatever <laughs> and uh you know the atmosphere is kind of dead or whatever and and i was like hey i'm gonna buy a round of drinks so it didn't cost me a lot of money it cost me i think there was like 15 20 people in the bar so it cost me maybe 100 bucks but dude the 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 interaction that changed after you bought a people around a drinks for just a hundred bucks to change somebody's life. Certainly. Yeah. And you know, he told me, he's like, I, you know, there's one other guy that will come in and do that. He's like, but I know you come in and you do it all the time. Now, later on, uh, and a couple of days later I was with my dad. So I, I've really focused lately on spending a lot of time with my dad. Yeah. I That's know. 74. That. Um, that. so we've yeah. gone on quite a few trips. Now, is that your biological dad? That was my biological okay. father. So, uh, my stepdad, um, that I, I talked okay. about last time he passed away. He actually committed suicide. 
Yeah. I so I remember him talking. To, you know, I tried. I, I flew up there. We forgave. He used to beat me when I was a kid. All sorts of shit, man. But I use it as a crutch anymore. I use it as a, you know what? What can I learn from this and See, go from my that? My biological yeah. dad put me in a lot of trick bags. Yeah. But I forgave him, and I'm yeah. good now. Yeah. But, yeah, man. So I, I go up there, and, and uh, here's this kid, and he's with his uh Two or a brother, a sister, and and his and his dad, and it's his twenty first birthday, right? And I'm thinking, I'm like, bro, where's all, where's all this dude's friends, you know? And, and at that moment, I'm like, you know, I don't think you really need to have that many friends. I got some good friends when I go do stuff like when we do our Vegas trip. I always got the same crew that comes. <laughs> I don't really invite a whole lot, you know. But Vegas, I, I, I everybody's I, one you do that again. What's up? I with know. That? Well, Vegas is coming back to normal, so we will. But okay, I'm gonna cool. wait for it to cool down a little bit. But so this kid is, um, you know, my brother is, is gay, which is fine. And this kid's the same way. And I, I, you know, I don't judge him. I was giving him a hug, whatever. And his dad thought it was, you know, usual, I'm a, you know, tat up big dude, whatever I, you know, have my, but dude, I love people no matter what. Like I've always done that. It just, I just like people no matter what. And I said, I go, dude, it's your 21st birthday. What can I do to make your 21st birthday epic? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, well, you better fucking hold on to your seat. Cause shit's about to get epic. <laughs> So I stand up on the top of my chair and I reach out to bar. I'm like, hey, everybody, it's this kid's 21st birthday. He is buying a round of drinks on himself for the bar, even though I'm paying for it, right? <laughs> so he does a round of drinks. So now everybody's like in his favor. So then I get him and I go, all right, everybody, let's sing this motherfucker happy birthday. So at this point, it's, you know, a little Sunday funny. So now there's probably like 50, 60 people in the bar. You know, my bar tab was a little higher that night. And, but this kid, People were singing him happy birthday. They were giving him a hug, but they were ignoring him prior to that. Yeah. And I think we live in a scarcity of life where we're just ignoring it. So I always try to adapt the thing of like, how many people's lives can I change today? That simple, hey, how are you having a great day? Compliment them on their shoes, their shirt, whatever the hell it is. I mean, people go through some shit. And so you know what? It does change my day a lot because you say, what are the pros and cons? I don't really have any cons because if I'm having a bad day, I know my situation is better than most people in the world. And if I'm looking at my situation saying like, oh, this is really shit, it's not. I'm in the wrong profession then because my job is to change people's life. Now, his dad sent me a message the next morning, you know, follows me. And he's like, bro, that thank you so much for that. Yeah. He, he had the best birthday. But they're, he's going to talk about it for the rest, the rest of his of life his on his life. 21st That's birthday and remember it. Yeah. He's going to remember next birthday and say, hey, dude, remember that guy that like did all that stuff, you know, whatever. And. You just, Hopefully that's how you build relationships. Exactly. It's all about relationships. All right, John, we're going to wrap up. Cool. Um, it's always a pleasure. I'll see you next week. Yep. And um, yeah, man, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Follow him, John Absolutely. Story. Just yeah. Google that shit. You'll find this motherfucker everywhere. <laughs> all right, everybody. See you next week on Fit Over 40. Thank you for tuning in.